joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor. I'm the host of Live Joy, Share Joy. And something that has been on my heart so much lately is that it's easy to have joy when things are going great in our lives. But what happens when we have difficult times? Friends, that's what we are going to be talking about today, having joy in difficult times. To help us in this conversation and to give his insight, it is my pleasure to welcome our very special guest, Arnold Volker, the owner of Next Innovations and founder of InventorU. Welcome to the show, Arnold. Hey, Deb. Thanks for having me. I really enjoy coming in. Well, it's always great to have you here. And of course, you and I go back a long ways, so it's just like, woo let's have a party, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've known each other a long time. I feel like the joy factor just went up just yeah. by doing the show yeah. together, right? Yeah. It just, it's even amazing. me hanging around you, I get, I get that <laughs> extra little uh, pump. <laughs> <laughs> the joy pump. Hey, that's my, that, I might need to go yeah. down the road with that somewhere yeah. along the way. So you and I were chatting, obviously, prior to going live about what it looks like to have joy in difficult times. And this is obviously, you are no stranger to this. You have owned a business for many years. You obviously have gone through a pandemic. You have seen, pretty much you've seen it all. I think we can, that's pretty safe to say. What drives you to be able to continue having joy even in these difficult times? I think, uh, you know, trying to find a focus, uh, something that you that you know drives you. And for me, it's creativity. It's, it's um trying to uh, be faithful to God. And um, in these tough times, it's it's amazing where your inspiration comes from. One of the things you and I talk a lot about is faith. Do you feel like your faith gets stronger in difficult times or is it more just it gets tested? What do you, what do you make up about faith in difficult times? Um, I, tr- I truly believe it gets stronger. Um, and a lot of times, you know, you'll, you'll discern or, or look back at some of the challenges that you've been through. And, um, and it, it, it seems hard at the time, but to give thanks for the challenges that you're going through. So I look back, you know, we were fortunate. We, when I say that now, it sounds funny, but uh, we had some really difficult times in like 2008 to 2011. And, and those times kind of prepared us maybe better than most for the pandemic so we'd been hit harder with lots of the first downturn so it, it's it, it doesn't feel like when you're going through it but when you're going through additional tough times you're taking that assessment of of boy what did i accomplish and how did i do it in the past and how did we get through that and it kind of builds you up one of the things that i'm reminded of is that god equips us hmm. and so many times i i know exactly what you're talking about i look back and i think oh that's why he had me go through that. So I could now be prepared for what he's putting me through now. And I'm sure there'll be something in the future, right? Like this is God's always, right? He's always yeah. growing us. Yeah. And we're, and we're human beings. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you, uh, take pride in getting through tough times and you got to remind yourself of what these, those are and maybe make a list of things that you've survived. But even then when you're going through new ones, it's like you're down on your knees and you're, you're, uh, praying more and, and looking for guidance and it's and it's all these little uh, gifts that seem to come it might be the right person or even like this conversation today it's very uplifting and uh, kind of brings you back to a reality that you know these things these times will pass one of the things that God has really been reminding me of a lot lately is he is God and he loves us and he loves his people 
and he will not forsake us. And he just has continually been showing me these signs. And sometimes in the the weirdest places, I just have to say. <laughs> and yet I know it's God because I just, you know how you know when you know when you know yeah, that it's you know just God. You know. yeah. And I agree with you 100%. Sometimes the things that we think, okay, I'm not sure I can put this in my schedule. Sometimes we do. And then it's like, oh my gosh, this was so God. This was so God knowing this is exactly what I needed right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, the reminder of guarding uh, what what's on your mind and, and who you're with and in tough times, trying to be around those ones that are supportive and, and try to not put so much, um, you know, the attack of the devil is real. I mean, and so the you, it seems like when you're starting to do well, all of a sudden lots of negative things come around. So you got to really guard what you're putting in your mind and your body. I was doing a presentation for a group a couple weeks ago, and one of the things that we talked about is when we fall in that, I call the term below the line, if we, instead of focusing on those problems or those distractions, would focus on magnifying God and glorifying God, it completely takes out all of that other stuff. Because when we're magnifying God and glorifying God, everything else just starts falling away. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, it's sometimes you got to remind yourself and and make a list of those things that you are really thankful for. But um, like you said, you know, when you know, I mean, all of a sudden you'll get an idea or a thought in your mind and it's like, there's no doubt, you know, I I didn't think of that. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) that just happened. Yeah. And I love it when that happens. I know a few years ago, you actually put some intentional work into leading an organization as Jesus would, or from a biblical perspective, talk to me about how that has actually helped you now, because that training really, I think, cemented or grounded some great things in faith for you. Yeah. And I, I, I'm glad you brought that up. I think, um, you know, we, we, uh, think that it's about forgiveness and, and, um, you know, everybody should love everybody and, and everybody should be your employee, and, and that really wasn't the case. I mean, it's a lot of times it's about finding what's in people's hearts, and, and are they somebody that's going to add to your organization? And uh, it's not about can you change them, or are they good for you? Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, there's a lot of people out there that um, they might talk a certain way, but they don't walk the walk. I mean, you really want the people that have the, the right motivation in their heart and um, try to look and build from that. How do you prepare yourself so that when you see them, you are seeing those things, you are seeing those characteristics of Jesus? You know, one thing during the pandemic, I think I keep reminding myself is God gave us two ears and, and uh, one mouth. And, <laughs> and um, sometimes people seem to be more passionate about a certain topic than, than others. And so I've been I've been uh, definitely listening more, um, but then on the opposite side of that, trying to hold people accountable to their own actions. It's like they might say something, but they do the opposite. And I think that's one thing. Um, you know, just thinking of Jesus or that question. I mean, it was a lot about um, challenging people's thinking and getting them to walk the right path, but not hypocritically. Mm. Well, we all fall short, right? I mean, this is the bottom line. How about you, when you feel like falling short or maybe you aren't being the Jesus in you that you want to be, what are some of the things that you do to ground yourself again? 
I think a, a challenge for me is um, forgiving myself. I mean, it's it's trying to assess what, what happened and how and why I feel short, reach out to others, whether it's my pastor or our friends like you or others. And um, But forgiving myself sometimes is a challenge. And it's, you know, boy, I could have handled that better. And then it's assessment of things that I've um, kind of propping yourself back up. It's like, well, what, what have I accomplished or done in the past that I'm proud of? And, and it's, you know, and you seem to move past it fairly quickly and pray, pray about it. Yeah, I'm just reminded, uh, I believe this was the Holy Spirit just giving this, me this, but it's like his grace is sufficient. Yeah. And how many times do we forget his grace is sufficient because we can sit there and we start getting in these, I call it shooting on myself. Well, I should have done this. I should yeah. have done this. I should do this. And what I sometimes just stop and pause and say is his grace is sufficient. I need to just invite him into this and let him work in this and let him show me the way instead of getting all over myself about it because it's so easy to beat ourselves up all the time. Yeah, it is. Um, another thing I do, and I truly believe this, that everyone is an inventor. And it's like, if you start thinking, well, what would an inventor do in this certain situation? And a lot of times it's, uh, you know, you, you don't think of an inventor that's somebody that just knocks it out of the park the ter- first time. It's somebody that's gone through lots and lots of struggles and it's a thousand ways to not make a light bulb, you know, or, or sticky notes. or And so the same applies to us. It's like, what, what can I do to really um, not just settle on failure, but how can I accomplish this task or this thing that I'm trying to do and, and inspire others? Yeah. You talked about creativity earlier and that being one of the ways that you get through difficult times. And that's what I love about the inventor you component of what you do is it really calls on that creativity and it doesn't matter what you do. Everyone yeah. can be creative. Yep. It yep. doesn't have to be a masterpiece. But we can create, we can design, we can use our brains, right? Fail forward. That <laughs> is <laughs> so true. Well, and I even think about Jesus being a carpenter. And I think about how many times do carpenters create? And how many times do they look at different ways of doing things? And so many times for me, it just, I don't know, I just have this image of creating from and being with the process, being with what is happening. And I don't know why that just gives me an inspiration. It just, there's something about that. And maybe it's just wood to me is also very grounding. So when I think about that, there's a grounding even with that. But there's a gift for me every time I imagine that. I just think Jesus was creating all the time. Jesus was on the go all the time. Jesus went before he knew all the time, yeah. right? He just kept showing up to do his thing and to, and to talk to people about his father. Yeah. Yeah, and creative, um, you know, you think of wood, you know, what do you think? You think of smells and and you're sanding off the rough edges, and that's a lot of times what's happening to us. It's like yeah. those rough edges are there, but how do we how do we sand them down and, and really get back to what's important? And it's, you know, grace and people and creativity and tolerance for others. Sometimes that's a challenge. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I hope I'm not one of those people. <laughs> I mean, when you say that, I'm starting thinking about myself because I think, oh, yeah, I could potentially be one of those people. Yeah. Arnold, we have so much more to talk about. But what I want to do, we're going to take a brief pause. We are talking with Arnold Volker. He is the owner of Next Innovations. He is the founder of InventorU. We are talking about having joy in difficult times. Friends, we have a lot more to talk about. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back after this message. 
Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 1st Street East in Park Rapids. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. I am always looking for guests who may be interested in joining me for our program. If you or someone you know has a testimony of how God is working in his or her life, I'd love to hear from you. I have an interest form on my website at lifefulofjoy.com that you can fill out and submit to me. We are often booking shows out two to three months in advance, so please be patient as we go through our interest forms. Shine your light to the world. Are you currently renting your home? Give Team Aylesworth, Noemi, Harry, and Abby of Real Living First Realty a call. Trust them to help guide you through the home buying process. With interest rates as low as they are, now is a good time to take that leap into being a homeowner. The award-winning customer service team is ready to make you their priority. Call Noemi at 218-760-4689 or click the link for Team Aylesworth on the Business Impact Partner page at yourqfm.com. Make owning a home your reality today. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. We are talking with Arnold Volker, the owner of Next Innovations and founder of Inventor U. We're talking about joy in difficult times. Welcome back to the show. Arnold, as we went into the break and I was thinking of all these things about creating and having grace and forgiving ourselves, I'm thinking, man, there's a lot going on here. What have you found in terms of new possibilities or new things that emerge when there's difficult times? Yeah, I think it, it calls in your creativity, you know, as, as um, people, I think our brain is always trying to solve a problem. So if you can identify what is the problem, whether it's lack of sales or lack of staff or um, our company recently was uh, ISO certified for quality. And a lot of those steps are, are uh, kind of reminding me of just, you know, it helps you identify where you're short, you know, where your failings are and wh- where your strengths are. And you got to keep keep tab on those. Um, and that's kind of the same thing, you know, kind of just keep looking at priorities. So how do you determine where to start with those priorities? Because I'm sure sometimes there's five things that are important at once. How do you prioritize those things? Um, it was kind of funny. I, I, uh, I'm a huge Elon Musk fan and, and, uh, somebody asked him that question recently because obviously his world is so much, uh, he's changing the world really. And uh, somebody asked him that question, how do you prioritize between uh, his two big businesses, uh, Tesla and, and the uh, SpaceX? And he said it's basically triage. I mean, he, he spends his time on where, where's the biggest problems. And I kind of giggled because it's, um, that is so true. I mean, I think through business classes and, and all these models, you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that. But really it comes down to is problem solving. And you got to put the biggest fire out first. Um, and I think that shocked a lot of people that he said that, but it is so accurate. I can imagine in a business like yours, you probably wear a lot of hats. 
And sometimes you are the person. And I can imagine, <laughs> I, I ran to the chicken running around with that head sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm yeah. sure there's days where it's like that for you. Yeah, and, and I think it, you know, it exhausts you. And at the end of the day, it's like, boy, that didn't go very well. Or I'm spending more time, I think, analyzing what is causing the stress and, and taking quicker action on eliminating that stress, whether it's a, a supplier or a certain part or a certain product that you're making or process. And sometimes I hate to say it as people. And uh, even though we went through a pandemic and we had lots of changes of people and we we're running lean right now, I had a conversation with my son the other day. It's like, boy, I can't believe it right now. We actually have the best staff we've ever had. I mean, we, kind of came over this issue and that issue and and so i think it's never really giving up um and kind of tracking you know what what those stressors are and and discerning praying about it and taking action you know so you don't want to deal with that all the time right well and that is one of the things i think we've seen come out of the pandemic businesses aren't necessarily open all the time we've actually set some boundaries around things we've leaned up the staff a little bit yeah and sometimes it's okay, we might have four really good employees instead of nine where half of them weren't necessarily doing what it is that we wanted them to do. I mean, there's definitely been a lot of shifts that have happened during the pandemic. Yeah, and some are positive. I mean, we're doing more video training, uh, conferences. We started a new line called Cottage Blanks and who go figure, I never would have thought I would be doing Zoom classes and having two, 300 people watching us how to die sublimate i mean so you just got to keep an open mind and um i'm a very logical person and sometimes it's like you know i'll say to myself i don't i don't even understand what's happening right now and um and you just kind of try to move forward from where you're at um you constantly hear about price increases and shortages on the shelf and things like that and uh but yet we're still losing businesses uh, we just lost two of our largest accounts to China. They're taking it offshore. So even though we're hearing all these things in the media, it's like it, we're still losing it. So how do you how do you solve that problem? It's definitely, I think these are going to become a part of some of our bigger conversations. You mentioned prioritizing. You also started bringing up having to make decisions. One of these coin terms I hear a lot lately is decision fatigue where people are to the point where it's like, my gosh, I cannot make one more decision. There's so many decisions to make. I'm just exhausted. I can't even make the decision. Is that something you have been encountering? Yeah, I think being honest, you know, we all go through that. And it's in how fast you can rebound and get your bearings of, you know, I call it stepping outside the tornado. I mean, imagine if you have a tornado in your yard. I mean, the last thing, you can't make a good decision if you're right in the middle of it. So you got to take a step out to the street and look in and see, you know, what you should do different. Right. That's a great metaphor. I'm mean, like, I can like completely picture this right now. And I think for a lot of people, what maybe is missing is to actually step outside of it. What's happening is people are staying in it and not keep taking time to actually yeah. step out and take a look at it. Yeah, that's important. I know one of the places in the Bible that you have really gained a lot of wisdom, if you will, is the book of wisdom. Talk to me about how that inspires you as you go about not just life, but also in managing your business? Because I know this is really important to you. Well, I'm, I'm sure my Bible's uh, maybe yours. And, you know, a lot of people mark theirs up and they got highlighters. And I, I think it's a source of comfort. You know, I'll go back and look at certain things that I've highlighted or, uh, you know, put a question mark next to. And it maybe didn't make sense at the time. And then now it does. So 
I think um, there's a lots of blessings in in the Bible that you know don't always land at the right, but they they're there when you need them. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting you mentioned that. I was just uh, reading something that I think I've looked at a million times, probably. Um, that might be an exaggeration, but maybe not. And for whatever reason today, it just hit me in a completely different way, probably because I was prepping something for a special session I was doing. And it just was like, yeah, this is it. This is exactly what this group needs to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Books sometimes, you know, uh, just supportive books, supportive people. But uh, I'm a big audiobook fan. And, um, you know, there's a couple books that I just listened to doing business God's way business secrets from the Bible. Um, basically, if you think of the Bible, I mean, it's all about trading, you know, one gifts for another. I mean, it's commerce. And uh, just that little listening to that book, it's like, it just reminds you of how blessed we are. And, and everybody's got certain strengths and not everybody is good at everything. So we're supposed to trade and, and rely on our, the other people's gifts. It just reminds me of like, we are the body of Christ. We all have different gifts. The gifts of the Spirit are different in each person. Yep. God created us so that we do work together. Businesses are meant for people to work together. Like, it's not this one anybody, right? right. It's it just God wants us to be able to work with one another. I just believe it's so important for us. Yeah, yeah. And it, to me, that was just a simple reminder. It's like, um, so it's it's important what we're, what we're thinking about, what you're putting in your mind and I think right now we're in such a bipolar society and, and it's important to listen to others, but also, you know, not get caught up in it. Yeah. Amen. I, I believe that so much. Well, speaking of books, you even got asked to be a part of a book, which hopefully is getting released in 2022. Talk to us about, well, what was it like to get asked to be a part of a book? And then what can we expect to be hearing from you? I think it's it's like a lot of times in life, somebody asks you to do something and you're like, I don't know why they're asking me. I'm not good enough for that. And uh, I focused on, um, so those, I was very humbled to be asked. Things that I'm passionate about is, you know, working with youth and uh, in our simple story of how my son at 12 had a great idea and how that impacted our company. So that's kind of what the chapter is about is just uh, youth. And, and so a lot of times I think the simplest ideas sometimes are the best. Yeah. And so hopefully uh, we'll see that coming out this year yet. I know you'll keep us posted on on when that comes out. So as we start drawing the show to a close, let's give people some concrete tips for keeping joy in difficult times. What are the most important things that we can stay focused on? Well, as always, I think it's, you know, the blessings that you're given and uh, reaching reaching out and doing some soul searching and, and giving thanks, even though it's it's very tough times. And that kind of changes your whole mindset. If you're giving thanks for something that's a tough time for you right now, it, all of a sudden you're flipped looking, you're like looking from the inside out. Mm-hmm. I, I want to underscore this a little bit. The giving thanks piece, which to me also ties into gratitude, I think we underestimate the power of gratitude. Because when people are in a place of gratitude, they're looking for all the things that are working, right? They're, they're in this place of humbleness. They're in this place of recognizing someone else is doing things. Like there's just a completely different feeling around being thankful and being grateful. Yeah, your racing thoughts kind of just dissipate and your mind slows down and, 
and you're actually trying to find those things that you're grateful for. And, and it seems like it's like a thread. Once you pull on it, it's all of a sudden, boy, yeah, I'm grateful for a whole list of things. Yeah. And it's like it keeps going and yeah, going. It's like yeah. the more you start, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. What's another place that we can point people for focusing to continue joy in difficult times? Laughter. I mean, you can never laugh enough. I mean, sometimes it's laughing at yourself. Boy, I can't believe how I handled that. Or, boy, that could have went better. <laughs> um, or, you know, that didn't turn out very well. I mean, recently we just had a new product that we released and we were so excited. We turned something really quickly and too quickly. And, and uh, we caught what we did wrong, but there was a whole run of mistakes. And, and it's like, well... What did we learn from that? And you just kind of brush yourself off and and be thankful that you caught it and move forward. I think that you are one of the most dedicated and tenacious individuals that I know. I really, (laughs) I say that genuinely. You just are. You just are. Well, I appreciate that. And I know some of the other things we've already talked about, obviously, going to scripture, going to prayer, spending time with people who also know the Lord and for an uplift, a conversation just to bring you back up are also things that you can do in difficult times. Yeah. And and catching yourself of um, just whatever it is you're putting into your mind. Sometimes, you know, there's podcasts that I find inspiring and then there's other times it's like, boy, that's, I don't need to hear that right now. So I'd give myself a timeout and listen to something else. (laughs) Arnold gives himself a timeout. (laughs) Arnold, this has been such a great conversation. I really want to thank you so much for coming in. If people want to reach you and learn more about either Next Innovations or Innovator U, where should they contact you? I'm assuming you're on Facebook. Yeah, we're on all the social media things, but uh, Facebook's probably the easiest. Um, You can go to Next Innovations. Um, We have a, a page and then also Inventor, Inventor U. Um, It's just the letter U. Yeah, right. Yes, we should clarify it's Inventor U. Arnold, thanks so much for coming in. I know I've gotten a lot more joy today, so thanks for coming in. Thank you. Yeah, this has been fantastic. And we want to thank all of you. We hope this is helping you to find more joy even amidst difficult times. We want to thank Philip Elke for engineering today's program. And again, thanks to all of you for choosing to listen. And thanks to our special guest, Arnold Volker. Thanks so much, friends. Have a beautiful day. Please remember to live joy and share joy. Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.